Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. We, I think, are live right now. Yo, bro. We're here. Where did things happen? Or not? We will find out. Um, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the dungeon house or this this session i should say um yeah last week was pretty eventful and so we're we're gonna just kind of pick up from there uh, how's everyone doing we ready to jump into this bad boy yeah. Yeah? yeah um just like for our audience just so you know um joy won't be joining us tonight um she has some family things going on so we will dearly miss um, having the actual Pinky here, though her character is still kind of tagging along with the group. Um, to do a recap for us, um, David, would you be willing to do it for us? Would I be willing? Sure. Awesome. The last time we played, and we ended up following the little girl Clem. Is that her name right, Clem? We ended up following her down toward the quarry, a poor district where stone is hewn for the castles. They discover, or I guess we discovered, that Clem has been feeding uh, this bread, or the bread, the bad bread, to random citizens in the middle of the night as they sleep. Um, we ended up chasing her, or we ended up following her, um, and she ended up noticing us, so we had Started to chase her. Um, we ended up catching her, and then she turned out to be some type of demonic creature. We don't know if that's true or not, but some type of creature that was not normal, not a little girl. Um, and then she ended up summoning these uh, demonic shadows. Uh, we all just about died, but we won in the uh, very end. I guess we didn't win, we ran. You got out of there. Yeah, we ran. So. Yeah. That's what happened last time. About what happened as you guys were um, decided to make your move, the last thing that you saw were the shadows behind you as one reached it down and picked something out of the goo that was left of whatever sort of copy of Clem uh, it was, grabbed it and then turned into a new Clem and ran off. Let me change the music because this is Pumpy Uppy. And it's definitely not a Pumpy Uppy middle of the night in, um, in Have Not, the City of Castles. I totally thought it was like going to rave, rave mode. Yeah. It's about to hit the dance floor after having all your strength sapped away from you. <clears throat> so, 
to set the scene a little bit as you guys are continuing forward um you see kind of the guard who is still alive um kind of on on the southern side he runs up um to the dead body of the other guard who was killed by one of the shadows you guys are kind of marching past um and he's going to go and check for pulse he's as he reaches down he's going to say rendering rendering and he's going to try to almost slap him awake and seeing that he's not moving he'll take a second and pick up the body and kind of put him on his shoulders and kind of turns to your group as i think baron you were holding a torch correct um he says we need to get going we need to get out of here as he looks a little shaken up let's move uh which is the safest way to, to get out of here <clears throat> well we just we need to say probably to the most lit areas if i had to guess um do you have anywhere to go or any place that you're trying to get to or We can head back to the outpost. That might not be a bad idea. I, uh, I'm going to take this. Me and him, I'll travel with you. I'm going to head to a close guard outpost. I need to. We need to let people know what's going on out here. That way, we can start. I don't know, getting something figured out. Um. Uh, I'll take you to there. It's, it should be fairly safe than wherever you're going to go next. I guess it's it's kind of up to you people. So Just let me know where you're planning on staying, and that way we can get in touch with you in the morning. Well, let's get moving, let's and we can talk on the way. Okay. So he kind of settles down with the the... the the body of its comrade on his shoulders kind of starts leading you up the um, paths leading out of the, the quarry itself among these cash shanty homes. The night, though just mo- mo- moments before, kind of filled with anxiety and action, now it's almost like a foreboding sense. How the stillness in the air is uncanny. And that still familiar smell of the rancid bread kind of hangs in the air. Reminding you not too long ago of the events that have transpired here. Where are you guys going? I think Eli had the best idea. 
Which... I agree. I think we should like rest for the night. We've been through some stuff. Kind of regroup, make a game plan, and then maybe in the morning or sometime tomorrow we can investigate this further. Question, real quick for DM, or I just, I guess, mechanic-wise, when your strength gets taken down, does that affect your movement speed? It does not. Okay. Though, for me, what makes sense, what feels right, like if you're doing a very exerting activity <clears throat> for long periods of time, like, of course, your strength lower um maybe it'll be weaker to walk and maybe you'd be more prone to exhaustion if you're planning on doing something fairly rigorous if that makes sense okay it was just because like just i just didn't know with the fact that right now i have two strengths if yeah, that you, was if you're crawling, what if you're over encumbered, your strength goes to five, which is what Ren is right now. He's carrying too much. Oh, no. I'm two because of the ghost demons we fought. Well, yeah, same. Like, I, my strength lowered, and now, like, I'm carrying so much that I can't support it. So, uh, uh, since I'm encumbered, I, I have to pass move moving. Right now. Uh, I don't yeah. think Elia is, but. Yeah. Um. With a strength of two, pretty weak. So there's a good chance that you are also encumbered by just your normal adventuring gear that you're carrying. All right. Yeah, so, if you're carrying more than 30 pounds with a strength score of two, then you're encumbered. We'll just... Uh, 10 pounds. That's all I'm carrying. Yeah. We'll just move yeah. slow. If any of you have torches, let's light them and Moss is just gonna have um, his hand on fire the whole time as we're walking back. Perfect. As you guys head, um, the guard kind of somewhat leading the way um, through this area. Can I? As you. Sorry. Can I keep an eye out to just make sure we're not being followed by any of those shadows or anything? Yeah. Um, make a perception check. It's gonna be a six. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, so as you all continue forward, you don't necessarily sense anything following you, and as this guard, as you continue forward, he, he introduces himself as Job. Um, he seems to be a man kind of in his mid-30s or so. Um, he, he shows you the directions to the outpost of the Crimson Cloaks here in this part of the city. It's not too far away from the, the ridge of the quarry, the rim as they call it. And not too far away from your first interaction with Clem. 
earlier in the evening. Uh, as soon as you get there, he knocks on the door and you can see that the, the building that you get to is kind of a squat stone structure. It looks almost like it was once a stable that was converted into a guard's barrack just because of the space that I allotted where there used to be kind of an open area to bring your horses in has been walled off with wood and stone. Um, but there's still kind of that faint odor of, of you know, horse, of animal uh, life. Um, that earthy smell. He, he pounds on the door. Boom, 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 boom. He, he calls out another pounding. Boom, 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 boom. And then as you see him, another man answers the door, opens it up. And on him, you can see he also wears a similar crimson cloak as the man in front of you. Though his has one stripe kind of closer towards the fringe of the cape, um, just running horizontally on his, uh, his cape. Um, he, he answers the, the door and says, uh, Joe, what's wrong? And he sees the, the man on his shoulders and says, Oh, uh, come in. What, what's going on? He explains to him, um, we were attacked by something uh, in the night. These are vigils and uh, they are investigating whatever it is. Um, it's not safe right now. It's probably best to uh, whatever forces we have out there to let them know to light torches and do their best to uh, stay safe tonight if they're going to be out. Um, we should probably let uh, Brigadier Hawes know about this. He says, okay. Um, uh, the older gentleman will turn to you and say, uh, thank you for your help, Vigils. Um, looks like it's a pretty late night and there's something going on out there. Um, maybe we can reconvene sometime tomorrow and hopefully figure out what's going on. Yes. My, my name is uh, Captain Paddock and he sticks out his hand. It's good to meet you. Um, you can see he's an older gruffer man. A little bit of a, what looks to be almost like kind of white wispy lamb chops halfway down his his uh, cheeks and as he shakes each one of your hands um, well we'll be in touch soon I suggest you let the people know tell them to stay indoors during the night surrounded by light okay we'll do what we can um is there anything else that you noticed while you were investigating? Anything else that we can tell them to be wary of? If they can't avoid bread. Uh, okay. And with that, he kind of beckons his people in and leaves you in the in the night. Yes, let's head back to the outpost. 
Okay. Hmm. Is it is it what? <clears throat> is it wise to travel all the way back to the outpost tonight? Yeah, I don't know if we do we, we don't really have anywhere else to go. We could dead and in. Do you guys have gold for that? I don't have any money. I have a couple coins. Gold. I don't know how much it'll cost for everyone, but we can try. Uh, if that's what you guys would like to do, I'll follow. I have no issue with that. I'm just curious. If when <clears throat> when we head back to the outpost, what's the what's the plan? Rest. I am unbelievably exhausted. I feel so weak. So okay. I definitely want to rest. Uh, this is a this is a question to the DM. Like, with the current state of some of our party members, would Moss like? Gauging from the strength, are would we reasonably be able to make it back to the outpost, or would it make more sense to stay there at night because we're too weak? Um, I'll have you do a medicine check as you're kind of assessing where everyone is at right now. All right, medicine. Um, oh wow, uh, twenty-three. Jeez, I nat twentyed that. You can clearly tell that uh, there's a couple of your party members that are quite exhausted from the the day's labors. If not necessarily, though, because of like hard work or strenuous labor, it's more just whatever was sapping their strength has really gotten them down. Though you do feel like if you were careful and calculated with how you did it, you'd be able to make it back um, safely, especially with knowing that Opal um, and Baron and yourself aren't too terribly in bad shape. Okay. Um, you can kind of help Ren and Alaya as you, as you go. Sounds good. All right. Let's, let's head back to the outpost then. Um, Alaya, if, if you'd like, I could carry you so if you I mean if you want to, Elias backpack, I I uh forgot to have her right my thing equipped, so I actually have a lot of weight at the moment. Um Dick, go bam. So Elias carrying a bag that has about seventy one pounds. Yeah. And then That's pretty hard right now. Yeah, yeah. her weight as well. So, uh, yeah, but if, if you if, if you want to carry, if you even just want to carry my bag, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'll, is it okay if I carry you since you kind of got hit a lot? I promise uh, I got it. promise I got it. All right, yeah, sure. Okay, strength check. It was a um, 23, not 20. Wow. Yeah. So... I have a question for you then. Yeah. How do you carry a lion? Are you doing like, like a child or like piggyback or what's what's the game plan for carrying a lion? Probably backpack style. Backpack style, not over the shoulder firing them. No. Okay. Good to know, uh, Alaya. You do feel like you are a very large backpack, but uh, um, Opal is just 
Go bossing you right now. That's just carrying you. Heck yeah. Alaya will not complain. It's actually, I, I, I feel like about halfway through, you're kind of nodding off the the walk back. It's almost kind of relaxing. Alright, yeah. Um, is there any other preparations that you guys would like to do before you like kind of start going um, in order to like assist Ren since he's also over income like encumbered or just take it slow? I say let's just take it slow. Okay, good deal. Um, since the the time of night is pretty late and with kind of recent events having somewhat spread through the city, the high walls are not nearly as encumbersome as they were the day before when you were traveling to the bread district. You find that travel's a whole lot easier um, when people are pretty sure a plague is being started. And with that, um, as you guys continue uh, across these massive, massive walls, making your way um, from the Smiter's Quarry, kind of passing the, the Jade Towers district, um, up back through the Bread Wall, and then eventually making your way to the Viventi Plaza, which the, um, the outpost here in Havnock is located. The night is quiet. There's a couple of times, Baron, where you feel like maybe there's something out there, a shadow following you. It's hard to tell. Is that just an alley cat? Is that just a trick of the mind because I'm tired? Or is that something actually there? But nothing stirs you. Nothing bothers you guys as you finally reach the door of the Vigil's Outpost with that familiar press born on the, the sign. I'm just going to go in. The door is open. The, the same old man, he's kind of um, not there at the table, but just a few moments after you kind of open the door, there's a... Uh, though there's no audible signs of it, he, he's able... He walks in then in a few moments afterwards, and he realizes that you've made it back. And seeing your conditions, um, the old man will kind of say, Oh, um... Uh, well, it looks like you might have found something out. But also looks like you kind of ran into trouble. Anyone need medical attention? Yeah, I could use some alcohol. Uh, uh, blame you. Uh, let me see what I got. Um, uh, just so you know that lady that travels with you, uh, Adelaide. Um, she was called back to the outpost earlier, but um, when she got here, we received word. She Apparently, she was needed for a different job, uh, a different mission. Somewhere else, uh, I don't know very many details of it, honestly, but it sounded pretty, pretty high risk. So I hope you didn't need your cleric right now. I think Elias still is passed out.
are there clerics for rent here? Um, maybe there's. I mean, you look around for a while, you might be able to find someone, but I've heard the asking price is, is fairly steep for healing services, um, things like that. So they are. They know what to charge, if you know what I'm saying. And with insurance these days, it's so hard to find good coverage. Hey, it's good business. I know. Somehow. I mean, though, what's worse is they're stealing the money from the little guy. Anyways, I, I should probably let you guys go to bed. That alcohol? Oh, yeah, my bad. Um, he goes into the kind of his area that he is and kind of comes back out. Um... He produces a bottle that, uh, though, doesn't look very um, regal in any manner. It looks very functional um, in its alcohol. Um, this isn't a drink that you show off to your friends. This is a drink that you drink alone when you need it. Aaron will grab it and head to a room. Um, as how most all visual outposts are laid out um the room just next to the desk while it also acts as kind of the um room that can teleport you um it's also the housing for vigils just in case if vigils are coming in or going out uh, and they need rest it, it kind of doubles as that purpose it's kind of a big common room with a couple of beds in it um, each one easily can find a place to sleep that night. Opal, you find a, a bed suitable for Alaya and you kind of help her down into it. <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys would like to do this evening? Opal will stay up for a little bit. Is there, is there a fire nearby so she can just chill and process? Uh on the far side of the room, um, opposite of the door, um, you see kind of a, a smaller hearth meant primarily just for warming this room. Above it is simple um, Dutch oven and a simple kettle as well, used for warming foods. Um, if you have any rations or anything like that, um, you can kind of help stir the fire, add wood on it for a little while. Yeah, I'll do that. Does anyone else stay up for a little while? Most everyone going just straight to bed. I mean, I think we'll go for it. Someone else can you, you, you can go first. You got this. I was just going to say, I think Baron is just... Uh, um, oh, I forget the word. Nursing. Thank you. Just nursing that bottle. But other than that, no. He's not really engaging in conversation. Um, just throughout the night, Moss is going to disappear to his room, but he's going to, um, just so you know, this is, there's only one common room collectively for you all. I don't Moss know if I... Hostel? <laughs> a hostel? A what? Yes. Like a hostel vibe? Yeah, hospital. Like, it's basically kind of a big open room with beds. <laughs> He got the picture, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, okay, Moss is actually going to turn into a mouse 
and sort of hide up in the rafters and just sort of listen throughout the night, see if he catches anything interesting. Um, I'd like you to do a perception check while you're um, here just listening. Yeah. Whatever. Uh... Crap, I need the light. Oh, freak. Why are all my good rolls right now? Uh, 26. 26. Okay. Good to know. We'll keep that in mind. See if anything comes out interesting from other groups and stuff. Ren, were you having? Did you have anything that you'd like to accomplish before retiring? I think it's kind of like when you're so tired, like you want to hang out, like stay up and hang out. Mm-hmm. Like Ren, like feels like kind of some FOMO. You're like, man, I want to help, like whatever. I want to turn into a mouse in the rafters. Oh, but like, he just cacks immediately. Like, finds a bed, and like has the intent to like, you know, stay up and then hang out. But just like, is out immediately. And it's like, like you just look at the bed. You're like, that's not a good bed. Nobody wants to choose that one. But it's the first one, and Ren's Ren's there. It looks like he has one of those itchy wool. Um, yeah blankets that don't look comfortable at all and you're just curled up in it probably got two in it but it's yours yeah. alright well as the time kind of passes um, and everyone kind of rests up a little bit um Eventually, morning comes. Uh, I'm assuming eventually well, you're tired to bed, and so did you bear in after um, enjoying your drink. I would like you to roll your dice, just so you know. I already did. Perfect. With that, a new dawn opens up on the city half-knock. The night fades away and the morning is here and it is your day what would you like to do just to clarify our strength is back right? after a long rest yes so as you all as you all awaken um you seem to have regained your vitality Opal would have gone out to the mess hall area if there is one. Mm-hmm. If that's the type of outpost it is that provides that. And yeah. go help out if needed. And maybe steal a couple blueberries to snack on. Mm. But not the drug kind. Because you know that's where you keep your, your not. You don't keep your drugged blueberries with your non-drugged blueberries. Yep. Anyways, um, we watched Fantastic Mr. Fox recently, so... Yeah. Well, I, was like, I was like, is this actually a thing, or, like, the only parallel I could draw with Fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Something about beagles loving them. That's all I remember. Beagles Um, that was actually my first time watching the movie. It was really good. Yeah, it is. I know, right? It came out in 2009. 
I thought it came out 2018, but nope. 2018? That was like a year ago. Yeah. Anyways, back so on. back on track. Yeah. So I'm helping, but I'm also snacking. Okay. You're you're just sampling the cuisine before you feed it to someone okay. else. Oh yeah, that's one good. Let me try another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You the kind of in a room um close to a like kind of kitty corner to where this room is. And close to the the man's personal room is kind of a small kitchen with a, a dining table. Um, can comfortably fit you and your your group in it. It has also a, a little bit larger fireplace that seems to be connected to his room for warming it up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there you find um, some simple supplies. Nothing extravagant, but things that are simple, easy to cook quickly. Things like pancakes and some you eggs. Yeah, you know, like simple, quick, easy foods to to prepare for a like large amount. Like the dry cereal from like a hotel where you go in with like... Yeah. They literally have one of the waffle makers, but it's out of order, so... Oh. Oh. Always. I mean, when, there's only one guy at the the outpost it, it's kind of hard to keep up with it all he must not like waffles <laughs> he doesn't it's actually less of his things it's more kind of guy um i would say one thing that you notice about baron is he seems even more um i'd say he seems a little bit more gruff this morning to be expected what happened to you? That's why I like. Looks disheveled. Same thing that happened to you. We need to talk about last night. After breakfast. <laughs> walks away. <laughs> Moss is gonna just. The night was, but I will. Uh, sorry, I, I I want to make sure that your role didn't just get un, unmentioned, mm-hmm. and your your checking of the night. Something that you noticed about it is everything was silent, which is a good sign. But also, it seems to be something strange, like everything was almost too silent. You know, cities. You know, especially cities at night. And this is uncanny. The things that should be going on don't feel like it's quite there. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. All right. I feel like everybody's eating breakfast by this point. Or I guess we're all probably sitting around a table with food, right? Alright, Moss is just gonna be like, alright, <clears throat> so, what happened last night? Or yesterday? Ren will say, you don't remember? Nope, I'm an old man. So Moss oh. gives him a little wink. Sorry. 
I meant this more as a, an evaluation of what happened, what should we do. Let's, let's start talking. <laughs> We've done our job. We've started it, and we've learned more about it. We did what they asked us to do. What they asked us to do again. Um, as you remember, and we kind of ponder what Baron's talking about, you remember that the the man who you all still can't quite remember his name, the, the purveyor of this outpost, kind of told you basically your goal right now is to gather information um, firstly, about what's going on here, um, as well as if you could deal with the problem, figure out what's going on, deal with it. So that was what information you were given. I agree with you, Baron, but we we're also instructed if we could take care of the problem. And you don't feel like this is above our pay grade? Well, what is our I, pay grade? Get paid. Don't think, but um, I do agree this is a little bit more than we expected. But I think if we make the necessary preparations, as uh, Ren mentioned last night, of maybe finding another cleric or even recruiting holy water or other such things, we could probably handle it a little bit better than we did last night. Almost. <laughs> If we could use even fire, I feel like we would have a better chance. And how many of us have money for that? Um, Clerics are expensive. Holy water is expensive. Uh, well, I mean, we can use fire. I mean, we don't know if fire damages them. We don't know if it damages them, but it seemed kind of warm them off last night. True, but you had told me that when you were with the boy that the lights had gone out. Yeah. So, how do we not know that if we have torches or fire that they can't just put those fires out? Wouldn't they have put them out last night, though? Like, when we were on our way back? Mm, unless they didn't want to deal with us anymore. Hmm. I guess it's fair. Look, I'm just, I'm just trying to be realistic here. But I think it's wise to do that. So let's keep brainstorming, seeing where options are. Even if we go back to the vigils and report back that what's going on is a little bit more than we can handle, I'm sure they'll understand or help us receive reinforcements to handle the situation. It's fair. What do you think? I just think we should help the children. A little more high pitched. I just think that we should help the children. <laughs> a little bit less high pitched. <laughs> Wait. She's back. Pinky's here. I think all right. <laughs> I got. I got down perfectly. All right. Well, let's let's clarify a couple things. What is the objective? Like, what is our purpose? Um, people are being harmed. In various manners we need to help them and there seems to be a greater enemy than we were expecting that needs to be taken care of 
That's my perspective. I don't kind of agree. To be honest, I, I personally don't feel like we've really even accomplished our first part about finding about finding out information. Well, we know I mean, it's being caused by this fiendish bread, which maybe comes from the quarry, from some fiendish presence there, right, Opal? Is that what you sensed? From what I sensed when I did my divine sense, there seemed to be a larger enemy beneath us, so it could possibly come from the quarry, like we investigated. Um, we, we know that kids went missing into the quarry. We know that the fiends are... I'm assuming it seems like they're hatching these shadow beings. They're using humans or humanoids as a way to hatch these shadow spawn. And Do we know that, though? Based on everything that we saw last night, I would say so. I mean, all we saw was the little girl feeding people the bread. And we know that the bread makes them sick. We don't know what happens if, if they die. We've been well, told what happens. Throw up. Yeah, but remember the, the boy we helped at first ate the bread, fell sick, and then he had the fiend inside of him. So, I mean, the bread could just have the fiends inside of him to begin with, and it could just be their maybe way like of... Like a virus? Kind of, yeah, like a virus. saw it before, like, they eat the bread, the fiend kind of, like, incubates inside them. Fiends off of them. Yeah, was strong. We also know about uh, Mononyan and Vodenfell. I mean, yeah, but that's not much to actually go off of. Well, look, I mean, we could do some research on those names. Maybe someone here will know about them, or we can go to some sort of, like, Hall of Records in the city. It's not a bad idea. And I was thinking, if, I mean, we don't have a cleric, but that doesn't mean we have any, we don't have divine help. Oh. I mean, I mean, I'll kind of gesture to Opal. I'll say, I mean, you saw how she cleaved that shadow the other night, or last night. And she has those wings. She she does stuff. Great. We have one person that can handle him. What about well, you, Ren? What if there's something that we can get that is innately holy? Innately, like, just has radiant properties to use that in combating these things. Like if there's some like herbs or just oils, not necessarily like holy water or holy oil, like blessed things, but just things that are just innately in that realm. Just I don't know anything about that, but how much would 
Peeling butter costs to get. Does anybody know? Well, can you can you make holy water? Um, if you prepare the correct spell, you can. Though it does take twenty-five gold worth of silver dust to purify either oil or water. Um, to straight buy holy water. Um. I would say it's around the same price um, to acquire that. How much? How much do you get? Like if um, you know, you, or how? Like I guess how big are the vials? Or looks like it's a depending on the source and depending on where you get it. Usually 25 gold is about one flask, one one cup. For the water itself, that's probably just like almost a one to two use thing, depending on what you're doing. Oh, if you do. Um. <laughs> Look, I agree with you. I, I will not just leave here. I'm not going to leave those children that are down there. They said that that thing had said that three had gone down and only one returned. That means there's still two in there somewhere. I couldn't live my, with myself if I just left them down there. But we're underprepared for this. We don't have the resources. We have one person that can handle, handle this properly that has holy magic that can handle these things. It seemed like magic was effective. I, Alaya, you can do that. Uh, Moss, it looks like you're capable of that. But that leaves me, Ren, and Pinky without any way of actually dealing with this. And besides that, how many of you have experience actually fighting anything like this? Well, there's only one way to gain experience, right? I was, yeah, I was gonna... I was gonna... Is this how? Uh, I mean, I, I I really mean no offense, Baron, but is this the way you're going to act on every mission? Where smart if smart and careful, yeah, I am because I'm not going to just throw our lives away. Look, 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 look! I think I think we're getting a little bit off track here. A little bit off track. Baron brings up some great points. Like, are we prepared for what we have to face? And the answer is. Do we really know? Like, we are missing a lot of information right now. And so I think maybe what we need to consider is, A, like, what we actually want to accomplish out of this mission, being it gathering information, freeing the town, etc., and then establish, like, what's the criteria to say we've accomplished our success? Because it seems like we're, we're sort of torn if we've actually accomplished what we set out to accomplish. Is that is that a fair vibe? Yeah, I would agree. And so, like, maybe, just throwing this out here, like, I don't know if we have what it takes to save the whole town. Like, we're missing a cleric. Seems like we need some sort of, like, silver... Do I know about silver stuff? Silver dust? Um, DM? Is that common knowledge? Common knowledge? Um, silver is known to have properties usually to fight, like, 
evil things it's it's kind of like no normal folklore like ah uh, if you're if you're dealing with something try using silver and see if it works um okay. though like it's pretty common knowledge knowing silver is used for make the making of holy water and holy oil as well okay but about that. to know if it would actually like silver specifically would be effective against these creatures is a, a little bit of a scratch yeah, so I think Moss would say silver, but just saying that, like, anybody says that they think they know what they're talking about when they really don't. Yeah. Like, we need some silver weapons, whatever it might be, like, we just don't have enough. So I wonder if we go back in there with the intent of just, like, gathering more information. But when it gets too, when it gets too hot, we back out because we know we're, we're not here to put out the fire. We're just trying to see how big the fire is. Is that sort of fair, or what are your all's thoughts? I, I agree. I think we should get only as close as we need to. So close to the fire, or in this case, the quarry or whatever we deem as the source of the evil. But I think let's research these names like Vodenfell and Maha, 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 whatever is said, <laughs> and find what it could, like if what it means, if it's just like some guy, then I, like, I think we can handle that. I don't know. But if it's like, big scary devil lord i hmm, we might have to like you know give it to some other team i think that's a good plan so uh game plan um do research prepare as much as we can now gain further information and reevaluate then does that sound correct I yeah, think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, do the do the vigils have like their own archives? Um, yeah. I I would not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm Ren's just asking that. Um, then, yeah, yeah, they they would have their own. I I don't know I don't know much about what they have out in the field and out in and places like out in their outposts, but I know they have a, a very large library back at the lighthouse. I used to spend a lot of time there reading. I mean, can, are we stuck here? Can we not just kind of like back real quick? What are the, what are the rules on that? The so for Eliab and you would know that Sometimes it's a little bit of kind of, I guess it's a little bit less kosher um, hopping back and forth from home and back. Because even though you don't necessarily ever really see it, the, the ability to cast magic and the ability to do this does take resources. It, it's not just completely free for you guys to fast travel in a sense um and so while it is provided for um it's kind of with the intent of don't do it to to the point yeah. where it, it's wasteful if that makes sense yeah. um so it is a possibility is a an option but um just really, really need it and, okay, well, yeah got some local some local mom and pop libraries. Yeah. 
I imagine I mean, we should, we might even be able to go to the church or a church. Yeah. I'm so mm -hmm. sorry. I someone knocked on our door. What did I miss? I feel really bad that I had to leave right in that, but I really want to hear what I missed. We're gonna gather some information about what we're dealing with, and if it seems we can take it on, we're gonna go for it. If it seems like we can't, we're not gonna go for it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, adding to that, um, once we get the information going with lots of precautions and back out safely and gather more information as much as we can. So, and How long are we going to wait as we get this information? How many more people's lives are going to be held in this pendulum swing? Well, there's a saying I heard long ago. Um at my guild it was kind of interesting but it's slow is smooth and smooth is fast so if we do this correctly from the beginning in an orderly manner it should be good but if we're rushing through it just to get back out there and fight as you said that's a terrible idea so if we are effective and do it quickly but correctly it should be okay Hey, old man. It's about yeah. at that point <laughs> where you hear a knock on the kind of the kitchen door. Hey, Dini. Um, opens up the the purveyor of this outpost and says, um, "You all have uh, visitors." Visitors. Did we make any friends? I sure hope we didn't make any enemies. <laughs> Ren, go answer the door. Okay. A lion will get up to the walk with Ren. <laughs> Moss is gonna cast Control Flame on his head and get ready to throw it, if needs be. It is in the that middle of the day, right? Yeah, it's about late morning. Late in the morning. You never, never be too careful. Never be too like it's not like a big flame, but it's just you know, just like slightly, slightly glowing. You know, just messing with it. He's just holding up this piece. He's just like, like playing with fire in his hands, like like a menacing dictator, just like leaned back with some fire in his hands. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As you leave the door and head kind of straight towards the uh, main entrance, um, you kind of swing it open, and in front of you, you see, um what looks to be a group of guards. Oh. Um, all of them wearing the similar crimson cloak as the ones that you encountered last night. Um, though you do not notice the same Captain Paddock that you met, um, you notice um, standing kind of in the center surrounded by a team of four other guards um, is kind of a, a younger woman. Um looks like in her mid-twenties, um, mid to late twenties, um, who has kind of, uh, a, kind of a large braid in her back and she is wearing a similar crimson cloak, though hers is striped with um, two stripes instead of just the one that you saw with the, the man last night. Um, you can see her features are a little bit more sharp and also stern. Um, and she has a pretty wicked scar that runs across one cheek and kind of 
down to her chin, almost in like an L shape, um, hooking at the end. Um, with that, she kind of in full um, plate armor, though the rest of the guards are kind of just in more simpler leather, she says, are you the one of the vigils who um, was attacked last night? Uh, yes. We have the pleasure of speaking with you. My name is Brigadier Hawes. May I enter? We, I would probably look back at the uh, the one, the old dude, and like, <laughs> they can't they come in? Yeah, let me ask my dad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, he said not to talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just... if he were to give the okay, I would lead him to where our group is. Um, as they all enter, um, it kind of gets a little bit crowded in here, and. So he kind of just stops in that mid kind of area with the desk. Um, and as she approaches you, Aliyah and Ren, the rest of them, your party's kind of still sitting in the kitchen. Um, we'd like to ask your, your group a few questions. Okay. Um, uh, is this everyone? Just the two of you? Um, we have more of our companions um, further in. Uh, if you would want, you can, you can join us. Oh, perfect. We will do so. Uh, as she follows you into the kitchen. Uh, as you, you see entering in after Ren and Eli had left, um, the group of guards that I had described previously, something that you can smell as you, you notice this woman enter is the kind of smell of um, leather polish. She seems to keep uh, a pretty tight group uh, of guards. They are all well dressed. Their their um, uniforms are kept pretty clean and tight and their weapons seem to be in very good condition. <clears throat> Hello. My name is uh, Brigadier Hawes and I'm here to ask you a few questions of what transpired last night. All right. First things first, um, may I get your names? I am Opal. Good to meet you, Opal. I am Ren. Ren, good to meet you. I am Alaya. Mas. Vigil, Mas. Okay. Baron, and that's it, Pinky. With that, she'll take kind of a chair uh, from the other side and sits down, not kind of getting on your all level. Interrogation, the power pose. So last night I was informed that one of my guards um, over in the Smiter's Quarry was. Uh, attacked by some sort of shadow creature. Um, vigils were also on site, um, trying to figure out what was going on. And I need answers. Would you please be willing to uh, inform me of what transpired last night? Um, 
to start from the beginning, we received an assignment in the bread area, bread district. Yeah. Bread. What is it? The bread wall. The bread wall. The bread wall area with information on children going missing and food, like an illness going out. So we went to investigate and soon found a young boy who was ill and we encountered a shadow fiend and were able to vanquish him but we further investigated that other villagers were becoming sick from actually the bread and we found leads for an individual child named Clem we decided to follow this child through other leads of uh, another child named Paulo. Pal, my bad, Pal. Um, Pal. So we followed Clem, and she or it, because yeah, ugh, reporting's hard. Anyway. We followed Clem. Clem saw us. We were able to catch Clem and were later ambushed, so to speak, by other fiends of shadow-esque types. Your guards were with us at that point and a battle broke out and unfortunately people were hurt. Our party included were greatly affected and unfortunately one of your party members was gravely injured so that's what we know right now as children are still going missing other leads were given to us but really nothing thus far so we're asking for your assistance in this investigation as well as this obviously affects your town your people we're trying to solve the situation well i'm glad to hear that it can sometimes be tricky to work with vigils because you don't necessarily follow the same rules as us. You're a little bit more, how do I say, loose, I think is the best term, with things like this. Um, though I do appreciate your help, I'm certain that if it was just my guards that night, they probably would have both been dead. And I thank you for that. Um... <clears throat> From your story thus far, it seems like it's pretty matched up with the report I was given from my man, um, Job. Um, I think his name was. Um, I know that his commanding officer was Officer um, Captain Paddock. Um, I do have a few more questions. May I ask, I apologize for interrupting, but may we ask you questions as well? I mean, I don't see why not. To be honest, I'll tell you right now, I don't know what the cuss is going on. <laughs> um, we had received a couple of reports just a few days ago of a sickness <clears throat> starting to spread in the smiter's quarry and kind of a little bit in the uh the bread wall 
And before last night, it didn't really seem anything other than just maybe a new string of flu or maybe just some sort of magic that had been kind of tainting the water. And then with the reports last night, it seems a little bit more serious than what we originally thought. Can I um, do an insight check to see, like, I want to make sure it's not a fiend disguised. So if I want to do divine sense or insight check, probably insight, to be honest. Um, It's up to you. You can choose either one. I want to do insight just to make sure, like, general presence and feeling of the room and what, um, what your face just said. Perfect. Make a, a check. It's kind of cocked. It's on the seat. Kind of cocked. Is it really cocked though? It's kind of. No, it's not. It's still a good number. <laughs> I just curious. So that's a fifteen. Fifteen? That's not bad. With a fifteen, she doesn't seem. Brigadier de Haas um, seems to be a pretty straightforward woman. Um, though her kind of young age, she seems to be able to understand have empathy but also have hardness when she needs to mm-hmm. um from the little interaction that you've had with her she doesn't seem to be in a sense faking um any of her um interactions with you at least from what you can tell same can i also is that a vibe with the guards that are with her yeah the Let's the see. guards you haven't really interacted that much with mm-hmm. though they seem um, very loyal to her. Um, and she seems to, the way that she is interacting with you all, um, kind of not necessarily trying to put herself in a defensive position. Doesn't seem like she, either one really trusts her guards or she doesn't be people that are going to try to attack her. Maybe a little bit. In addition to that, the smell check is also verified as it smelled like leather. Maybe they're good because they seem to be well-kept. That is more of a divine sense property. When you divinely sense, you get the... You can do basically your smell check then. I know, but you described it. That's why I was like, you did this. Just adding to the layer of proof that they're good. That's what I was saying. You can believe whatever you want. Okay. Where... So... This is for DM Chase. Where is the old man at the moment? Is he like listening to all this, or standing in the doorway, just listening? Uh, I'm just gonna get up and stand next to him, if that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) And then, can I whisper something to him? Yeah. I'll just whisper. um, Do me a favor. See how long it takes uh, until we could get reinforcements to come out with this issue. I I can go check. Um, he he'll kind of walk more towards the desk. You see him um, as you kind of turn back towards this conversation. He pulls out what looks to be um, some sort of have you know like a banking envelope things that you put in it sucks it up in the tube it looks kind of similar to one of those but made completely out of like brass and wood um kind of has some ornate filigree on both ends of it um he takes that out sets it on the table and he starts writing a note um 
I don't know. At, at that point, you turn back towards the conversation. So, from my understanding, as Captain ha or Brigadier Hawes continues forward with what she was saying, you've encountered bad bread that's making people sick. Um, and then you followed a, a little girl. Um, and the little girl unleashed demons upon you? Is there anything else that was going on there? Um, Pinky's not here to say it, but would she include that information that she witnessed? At that, and I, I, I would assume at this point, Pinky has told you all about what was happening. She told you last night in the fight, like, you didn't you would, say that, okay. She saw Clem feeding bread. Okay. Um, we wit our comrade Pinky witnessed a girl, again, maybe, Clem feed villagers bread in their sleep. So that's an indication of how it's spreading. Mm. So what you're saying is this isn't spreading by normal means of maybe something in the air or uh, just, you know, normal means it's being inflicted upon the people? Yeah, so from what we understand, it's uh, effect that is caused through ingestion and it can happen instantaneously when forced into one's mouth. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah. Good to know. Um, she'll kind of turn at this moment kind of away from you all and kind of face more towards um, you, Moss, and Bren, say, um, you two have been and the rest of you have been kind of quiet. Um, ask the group, um, is there anything that you noticed from these shadow creatures that we should be aware of? I do know when they touch you, they do sap strength. Sap strength, like, just make you weak? Kind of. It, it It feels like part, like, it's hard to, it feels like part of maybe your life force is just taken away when they touch you. Wow. That's not good. It doesn't feel great, no. And is there any likelihood of the this being an issue during the day, or is this primarily seeming to only be at night? I, I, how long have you all been working on this? We just started yesterday, and it, we only encountered these shadows after dark, but it seemed like they didn't like the light. Okay. Our torches kind of repelled them a little bit, so... Yeah. Good to know. And um, what made you suspect this little girl? And do you have any more information on her? 
That way we may be able to see if we can find whoever's perpetrating the uh, spreading of this plague. Um, Clem herself uh, is... She was part of the Elwyn family, right? The people we first helped. It was the the boy that was sick. Uh, Clem is his younger sister. Um, that's really that's all I know, really. Do we know? We know about Pinky playing with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know from our source the boy, the younger boy, a different one, um, Powell, that they play this game called the bread game. You see, like, a couple of the guards go, ah, nice. Yeah. (laughs) The bread game. And the way Powell was describing it was very suspicious, as there's only certain children allowed to be bakers, I think it was. And... He was told if he collected the bread and gave it to Clem, he would be allowed to be a baker. And that's how we were able to locate Clem, is following Powell, providing Clem the bread. So there seems to be something going on with the children. And we later learned that Clem ended up being a fiend. So children could be possessed, used as vessels for these shadow monsters. It seems to be larger than we think. That is good to know. I think they did mention, or I guess the theme mentioned a that the kids. I don't know if Olwen mentioned it, but that three kids went down into the ruins or the the oh, what's the word? The quarry, the catacombs, or something like that. And only two of them, or only one of them, came back out. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you're all new to Havnock, so I'll explain a little bit. Um, Havnock is quite an old city. It's not just, you know, um, freshly built. It's basically a city that's been built upon a city that's built upon something older than that however many layers we're not necessarily sure um we we know that at some point this was a very strategic place um to have armies to coordinate things and so it's been taken many times um the last one was to, that took this city was the Havnox, who has built the lair that you see now today. Um, most of the underbelly of the city is not necessarily explored, and in all honesty, not necessarily that safe. Um, for children to go down there is not necessarily surprising, but also not very wise. Um, we, we only have a report of two missing children. Uh, at this point, uh, I haven't heard about a third missing child. They said the child came back. Uh, only two, three went down, and only one came back. Do you know who the th- 
three children were, potentially where the two children are? Um, I think we have a record of names from um, Captain Paddock when the missing child report came in. Uh, the names, uh, let me let me look here. She kind of reaches into a satchel on, on the side of her armor belt, opens it up and kind of is looking through um, some of the information. Um, looks like their names are Vinny and Ralph Schumacher. Vinny and Ralph. Uh, I, that's all I've heard. Um, they're from the Smiter's Quarry. I myself, I, I'm over the Smiter's Quarry and, and the Bread District um, area. And so I, I usually hear any major reports of things going on there. Though, honestly, it's not too suspicious for children to go missing in the Smiter's Quarry, sadly enough. I have a question. Go ahead. If you go down into the underbelly, how many ways are there to get out? Is there only one entrance? One, like, one way in, one way out? Um, not necessarily, no. Honestly, a lot of the old architecture down there, um, this is city of castles built upon castles. A lot of those battlements, those tunnels, those catacombs, there, that first layer to use that's kind of an all honesty system. Um, the, the streams, they've been flooded through in parts and places. Um, and so we usually leave grates and leave openings to at least reach that first layer. And after that, not much has been explored. So we only know much about that uh, next layer down. Would you say it's kind of like a maze down there? A little bit. It can be. It can be pretty tricky to navigate. I I personally have only been down, um, through that first layer. We call it the, the layer that you sit upon right now. We call it Havnock because this is the city that we're in. But, um, the previous proprietors of this city um, were a group of people named the, the Riuli. Um, they haven't been in this city for almost 700, 800 years uh, since we la the city was last taken. Does that name ring a bell? The Riuli? Me. Make a history check. As she's kind of explaining this, I'll just kind of give a look over to Elia. Um, the second level after that, um, it's not really known who made it. Um, it in some ways, it predates even the Uli sometime. A lot of that history is, you know, pre-Praxed, and we really don't know what that's from. Uh, this all going on. As she says, Paraxum, something that is somewhat common knowledge to you, but I don't know if it's ever been explained in-game. 
Praxum was an event that happened about a millennia ago. Uh, a little bit over a millennia, where prior to that time, gods still roamed this plane of existence. They could come and go freely. Um, though a war had pursued among them, and somehow that had been stopped. Uh, during that time, a lot of the history before was kind of lost, and so there's not much known about it. So when um, she says three cracks, and you're like, oh, this, this is pretty old. So Aliyah, I think, would have caught the gaze of Barrett. And then just kind of like, been like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> No, but no. <laughs> um, well, as Captain Hoth, or not Captain. I have questions. Sure. Um, so going back to the really, that's what you said? Yeah. Do you, I, I, do you happen to be a history buff of those people? Like, what was their religion or main uh, form? their god, their worship. I'm no. not really... I don't know terribly much, honestly. Know where we can go to learn more about those people? Yeah. Um, most... The... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I know that the... Temple to Milio Sava uh, keeps records um, of a lot of things. Did we just lose? I think we lost Chase. We lost Chase. And Faith. Chase and Faith, where art thou? We lost Chase. With Faith is still there. You're muted, Faith. I think it's because they use uh, one mic in the middle of them both. We can hear you, Faith, but we lost Chase. Faith, you're muted. You're I'm not volume. muted. Your volume's all the way down. Oh, Don't turn it down. up because I'm jumping back on. Oh. Ha 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 ha. Can I do. Can I turn it up? I'm going to go some water. Can you use it? I'm Hello? Hello? This, uh, yes, yeah, we can hear intermission you. is brought to you by... Xfinity. My, my baby. Oh. Aww. Okay. Baby Hayes. I'll give you some... Okay. <clears throat> this is gonna be the break of baby ASMR. Thank you. What? I'm back. 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 I turned it down. I turned it down. I did. I did. Help. Wow, that was wild. I know it's so good. Turn your mic on. It's being crazy right now. It's fun. I don't know if I'd say fun is the right word for what you said. Is that better? Am I back? You're back. We can't see you, but you're back. 
Hi, I'm back now. Anyways. <clears throat> I need to hear baby hey. I can't remember where I left off. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, for some, I just need to switch my from 5G to 2.4G. So you were explaining the locations for information that we could investigate yeah. as Temple of Temilio. Oh, Milio Saba. Milio, Temilio Saba or Milio? Yeah. The, the Milio. Milio Saba. So M-I-L-O. S-A-V-A. And would most of us know a little bit of Meliosava? Like, is that pretty common? Um, I do. Barely not crazy. Ren seems to perk up at the name. And then Arch. And, and that's where he froze. The, the Arched Library is also maybe a good place to look for um, records. Though, honestly... We we probably if you could do research, we'd really appreciate. It. We honestly need to start doing some damage control of what's going on. It sounds like there is people breaking into houses at night and infecting people with whatever's going on. Um, she's going to turn to one for guards, and um, it sounds like we probably need to. In some ways, up to the our patrol at night, as well as tell people to keep their houses lit and almost in a sense um, tell people to stay up during the night. Um, that might be the safest thing to do. Um, with the time being, if they aren't sleeping. It sounds like they probably won't be able to be infected. Um, is there anything else that you vigils could think of that might help the people? Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. We could use some some resources ourselves. Uh, okay. Money. We could uh I mean, Moss says it. Money wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad, but uh we need weapons that can handle fiends or demons. Whether they can be enchanted or if you have any or even if you know of clerics that could lend aid. That's that's fair. Um, I can see what I can do. The hard thing is, is uh, do you know anything about the Crimson Cloaks? Don't Any care of you? to. Well, then you probably won't get too much help from them. It's usually more help in our own. And a lot of the assistance, while we are over kind of the protection of Havnock, we're not, it's not only here, it's all of Zehovek as well as we, in some ways we can be a paid army in a sense. And so a lot of our resources are not necessarily focused here and have knock um honestly we're kind of spread thin here i can do some things um i can alert the guards to your situation what you're doing they'll be able to lend aid as much as they can um i might be able to look into information on any of these 
items or weapons that might help you in your um, mission to do what you're doing. Um, and if need be, we can try to assist. We need to get this problem quelled as soon as possible because people are dying. Though, honestly, uh, the Crimson Cloaks can be sometimes a little tight-lipped and tighter on their grasp on uh, their things. I think you probably understand that being vigils yourselves, though. Um, oh, there's one last thing before we go. Um, let us know if there's anything else that you, you run into, and uh, um, I want to give you this. And she hands you kind of a note. Um, we're holding a funeral service tomorrow for the uh, individual who passed last night, um, Renard. Um, it's kind of our custom that those who fought in battle with him um, attend the funeral. Um, well, that's it. I'll take my leave. Um, and as he kind of stands up from her chair, she kind of nods to her guards, and as they kind of all head out, um, you see the older man come in. He um, kind of looks a little bit concerned on his face. Um, and as soon as they leave, he looks to you, Baron, and says, uh, I know that you asked me to check. I, I just received the message back. Um, sounds like to get a little bit more of an experienced group of vigils here, we're looking about five days out. And as he says that, we're going to go to break. Oh, shoot! Also, the music also, stopped working stopped. at the very... You're, yeah, you're good. Do it after break, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys back here in a second. Bye, people. Cool. Bye. Bye. And we're back. We're going to split the party. So, as we jump back into this, um, with this news given, there's one thing. Um, Raya, she's about to leave the door after you had just been told that, Baron. You see from behind, you have silhouetted by the light streaming in from the front door of the Vigil's Outpost. Um, Brigadier Hawes turns around and says, Oh, I almost forgot to mention, I'm sorry, this is quite important. I would be careful around the, the Brid District. Um, there's a rumor going around that Vigils kidnapped a kid last night. Oops. Uh, and then with that, she turns and closes the door. Oh, man. Pussy. Like, like, what? Can't we just go and like, go prove them wrong? 
What did Pinky say? If Pablo was here, he'd give you a thumbs up, but he's not. We just do. What did Pinky say? We gaslight. We gaslight. Pinky would have said, uh, "I told you." Um, something along those lines. Shut up, Pinky. Oh. And he melts. No. Because that's her weakness. No negativity. <laughs> so as she as she leaves, um, I I talk to the old man. Seems like we could get people here within five days. That might be good. Let's. Let, I mean, let's see what. Timeline, timeline, time frame works best. Well, After our research, maybe that would be good. Five days, yes. maybe that's fast. Gives I us about five days to figure it out. I say let's still let them know and tell them to come here. And if they finish early, maybe we'll get lucky. Sounds good. You hear that? We want the vigils to come help. We are the vigils. Who are you? Are you talking to this God? No, I'm talking talk to the old man. Okay, I was like, I thought you were putting that up there. Like, you hear that? I want the vigils to come. Sorry. All right. So, until that time, until we get our reinforcements. Um, we've got a library and we've got a temple. Are you on there? So, Moss, okay. All right, guys. For those that want to go to the temple, go to the temple. For those that want to go to the library, go to the library. I am going to do a little bit of investigating sort of the, uh, the entrance to the the Undercity and just sort of that place. If anyone wants to join me there. What did I do all of it? Look, I don't think it's a bad idea to split up. We can get more information that way if we send a group to the temple and a group to the library. But, Moss, I don't think you should go checking that out by yourself. I'll go with you, Moss. What, wait, shouldn't oh, you be the one in the library? Well, I mean, if nobody else is going to go with you. I think you will perk up and say, I'll go with you, I'm sneaky. That's what I'm thinking, it'll be a stealth mission. We'll need people that, um, a little bit more on the quiet side. I'll go. <laughs> as long as you have somebody to go with you, that's all. Look, if you come back dead, well, I guess you wouldn't be coming back, but... I think me and Pinky Ren. Who do you want to go with? I want to go to the temple. Alright. Ren's going to the temple. Opal? Um, I honestly want to go to all those locations. I feel like all are really good. Um, I... Hmm. That's hard. We'll, <laughs> we'll go to the temple. I guess. We'll go there. I would like to go to the library, too. Um, we, we have five days. Okay. Maybe. 
Maybe we can hit both today. Yeah. I mean, I can go to the library. I can go do the research there. I'm pretty familiar with, I guess, libraries in general, so. Mm -hmm. I'll come with you, Eli. Yeah. Alter, no, we can we can pretend that we win. It's it's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, say... you guys can go tomorrow if you want. I'll go with you. Yeah, I will say, um, let's do all this investigation only during the day. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Let's plan on reconvening before night falls, just to share what information we learned and make our plans. With this, you guys, do your ready break. Um, go team, go team, go! As you all kind of head in your various directions, um, any, many, many more. Yeah, basically, um, I just I don't really know who to start with. So I think what we'll do is we'll just kind of roll for it, just because. Yeah, we'll we'll give it we'll leave it up to chance who gets to go. I know it's not necessarily necessary, but I think it's kind of fun. So, uh, I'll leave it up to Ren, Aliyah, and Moss to kind of roll a d4 and whichever number's the lowest uh, goes first. Three. Three. Okay, re-roll you two. Yeah. Yeah, good deal. We'll probably then go with Ren, then Aliyah, and those groups. Okay. So, as you all have headed your separate ways, Ren and Opal, you guys leave the outposts. You're pointed um, in a direction heading towards more of the Red Tower District, which you have heard is the, um, from a little bit of explanation from the man at the outpost. And um, you can kind of, somehow you catch it offhandedly. His name is Brawl, just so you know. Somehow you, whether it be through kind of an awkward, like, you have to ask his name again. You get his name is Brawl. Anyways. Um, he, he points you um, to the other side of the Viventi Plaza uh, is the temple of Miliosava, who is the god of the hunt. As you both kind of head that way, you get on the, the high wall. Um, you see that is seemingly things are back to normal. Um, during this day, um, is there anything that you want to do on the travel over there? I will ask Opal, I was like, are you familiar with Miliosaba? Yeah. Also for your 14 history to figure out the Ryuli, the name does kind of hit a chord inside you that seems familiar. But you yourself don't really remember it. Um, that's a thirteen to see if I recall any of the Milio Sava. Milio Sava. So you know, you've heard of Milio Sava, the God of the Hunt. Or 
the goddess, I should say. Yes. Goddess of the hunt. Um, though you haven't really had much interaction. You... you th- she wasn't necessarily that big of a religion in Theodore, where a lot of people's lives aren't necessarily done through hunting, but more is more of an agricultural area that you grew up in. And so with that, her presence isn't nearly as strong, though there are shrines. There's people who, wherever you go, that worship whatever is best suited to their needs, mm-hmm. as well as things that have been passed down through family. Um, not necessarily any deep connections to her, though. Okay. Um, kind of. I've seen glimpses of other people worshipping kind of a something like that? Honestly, no. Um, no, not really. Well, that's okay. I think that's fine. I don't I don't really judge people based on what they believe. I just like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Milosav is one of the goddesses that my village predominantly uh, reveres oh. her and Baisha and Yoka, god of the storm. Um, I just, I think she's neat. Okay. Maybe I'll have. Well, while we're there, I'll learn more about her. Obviously. But. Yeah. Well, I I look forward to. I'm afraid that maybe like this temple kind of like represent her differently than I'm used to. But I mean. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. As you continue walking, the places that you pass, they they definitely seem to be, this is more of a, turning to a little bit more of an upper class area. um, With a nice, um, nicer neighborhoods. You see more other similar shrines and stuff dotted throughout the the places. Businesses that seem to um, procure finer goods um, as you approach the Temple of Miliosala. Um, As you approach it from the outside, it's not necessarily a normal temple, per se, from what you recognize Opal. Um, This isn't necessarily this grandiose building that is good tall and stuff it's more or less kind of if I could say in a sense like a building who is slinking slithering along the ground almost trying to prowl Uh, that's how I would describe the look of it Um, though it's very has ornate carvings it's almost in the style of like a longhouse. Think of Celtic um, vibes. Not necessarily huge roofs and pitched steeples. It's very akin to that um, older vibe. This building doesn't necessarily fit the architecture around it. While around it is spires from castles and stuff like that. It seems much more rudimentary, much more focused on 
survival, staying warm, fighting back the cold. As you notice this, Rem, this is a very different Miliosava than you know. It's key. The the pieces are there, but arranged in a way that is is new to you. Looked this looks almost like it's built for the people of this land, for their type of hunting, for their needs. As last night, you knew it dropped well below any temperature you felt. It was cold. This looks like a structure while still large, warm, cozy. As you enter the, the doors, the uh, arched roof inside, along each massive carved log is depictions of hunting, whether that be animal hunting animal or person hunting animal, person hu hunting person. It, it's hard to describe the filigree and the detail. It almost seems like each image warps and twists into the next. The doors are wide open and outside you notice there seems to be a good amount of these crimson cloaked guards. As you enter you see <clears throat> sitting in the middle of the, the building seems to be one large fire casting a warm glow throughout the entire temple as around it seems to be many different animal pelts that have been tanned and cured and left out to make ample seating around this fire. A man, um, though young in years um, and built like an ox, he approaches you and he says, welcome to uh, the temple of the Huntress. My name is Alam. What can I do for you? I will sort of like, not necessarily bow, but like greet him in like a respectful way. Maybe in like a, if there's some sort of like religious like sign. Um, maybe if, even like if it's like not known to him, like I assume it is. Um, I'll do that and I'll say, I'll say thank you for um, accepting us in. We are here both to worship and to hopefully gain some information. Okay. Um, definitely, we, we would love to be of service to you. Um, I'm assuming you have your, your necklace out, Ren. Yeah. I see that you... Um, and as he looks at your necklace and seeing the different gods, um, he recognizes Miliosava. And he looks at Bacha and goes, okay, interesting. Um, and though when he looks at the last one, he doesn't necessarily looks like he's connecting who that is. He's like, oh, all right. Um, well, it's good to have a 
another believer here. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say it's good to be home. May the fire ever protect you from those that would hunt you. Thank you. Come this way. Um, sit around the the bright fire, uh, and I'll, I'll see if I can um, find the records that you're talking about. What What are you looking for, if I may ask? I'll look to Opal for kind of support, and I will say we're looking to learn about any beliefs that the people of Ryuli might have had, as well as, if possible, anything about the names uh, Vodenfell or Mananyam. Is that right, Opal? <laughs> Mananyam? I've never heard of... Huh. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard of it either. Uh, we thought that maybe it's something. We're checking all of our all of our sources here. Well, let me go and see what I can find. I also add. I will say we're here investigating what's been going on in the Breadwall District. I'm sure you've heard. Are you um, adventurers? Yes, uh, you, could, you could say that. Um, the children going missing, the bread rotting, we've concluded that it's some sort of fiendish cause, um, mm. some sort of shadow beast. Um, I'm, hopefully we can learn something about that as well. Okay. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Um, as you head and sit down for a little while, the bright glow of the fire warms, but it also reminds you of how in some ways life can be pleasant, but also vicious. You know, fire can save a life, but also it can destroy one as well. And that seems to be almost the underlying message given at this temple of Miliosaba. Almost the balance between hunting and being hunted. And how it's almost an ever eternal state around the loop goes you're both part of it and not i think that that kind of tracks with friends beliefs kind of like there's that duality in nature like sometimes you're gonna have to eat your kid like that's just how it works you know i, I haven't done that personally but um just that sort of thing. Um, and what I have noticed that the man kind of like seemed like weirded out by my selection of deities on my necklace. Um, he definitely didn't. It, it's not what he's used to. 
and I, I could like that, sense that he was a little bit weirded out by that. Yeah, you you sensed that it it seemed, for one thing, an uncommon match as well as he didn't like whoever that last one was. It, it kind of threw him off a little bit. Like I, I don't know if I really know that or feel good about whatever that is. When he he looked at Yoko, I will turn to Opal while we're kind of sitting by this hearth. And I'll just say, like, in a quiet voice. Kind of kind of like the tone, like, oh, like at my old school, like they did this, you know, like that sort of, not judgy, but you know what I mean. Um, I'll turn to Opal and I'll say, I'll say, I don't think they know that Baisha, Yoko, and Miliosava are all lovers. And I'll be like referring to my necklace. I'm like, they they all work in tandem. I don't. He seemed a little off put. Um, I honestly didn't know that myself. Um, it's okay. I mean, yeah, you didn't really know much about myself. I don't expect you to know. But I feel like that's, like, one of the big things. Um, you would think since he serves at a temple with... Yeah. 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 I'm surprised I'm not seeing, any, like, depictions of this unity. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like a trifecta. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I think we would also notice in conversation Opal seems a little uncomfortable but genuinely curious but a little off put <laughs> yeah i feel like i like Renwell just like say stuff kind of like opal does understand like if opal doesn't like ask any questions like Ren's just like yeah like whatever like yeah just like nonchalant kind of mm-hmm. i can't believe that they you know, they don't depict her as, like, being half fish. I don't know, just joking. Yeah, she's not a mermaid. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. it, the, the fish part is the top part. Yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah. got legs like a SpongeBob fish. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. She's very beautiful. Uh, one bombshell of a woman. Just kidding. She's a goddess. I don't know what she looks like. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, Opal's just to clarify, Opal's not necessarily uncomfortable with the conversation, just uncomfortable with the environment. Mm. Okay. It's the interior design. It's not that great. <laughs> too much wooden fur. Uh yeah, they could too... be interior choices. Need to line up a little bit. So dark. Um after, oh, 10 minutes of waiting, um, Alam returns with um, what you've asked. Um, and he produces what looks to be uh, a couple scrolls. Um, I think this is uh, all I could find, um, talking about the Ryuli religion. Um, not a lot of records really exists of that now but i i can i can see what we can do as well 
maybe I can do a little bit more searching, but this is all that I could really find. Um, the the name that you you gave me wasn't necessarily one that I found. Uh, neither was the that word Vodenfell. Okay. Um, but uh, I'll keep looking um, while you you mull over this, and I'll let you know if I find anything else. Also, I thank you. Your your hunt has been fruitful. Thank you. The bounty is always plentiful after you follow her. Uh, yes, my child. I apologize for interrupting, um, but um, do you have any records of what was the time period you said again? Way back. The Paraxum? Yeah. Do you have any records of times back to the Paraxum, perhaps? Oh, um... I can see what we can pull up. Um, there's some th- things, but uh, let me check. And he, he, he'll leave again. Thank you. Um, Renanopal, are you both looking at this document? Yeah. I think so. I think so, yeah. I'd like you both to kind of do just a general kind of understanding check probably using intelligence to kind of see if there's any things that you can kind of glean from this. Just intelligence, yeah? Um, Yeah, you you could use history if you'd like to, or investigation. What about persuasion? Investigation, let's see what that one is. No, no. (laughs) It's no different from history. God is standing. That's a four for me. Seven and a four. <laughs> so it's pretty thick, to be honest. It's it's a little cut and dry. Uh, it's a lot of genealogy dating back to um, Praxum time, when it looks like Havnok was founded. Um, it tells an interesting story of the way Havnok was taken from the Ryuki. Um by the Havnok, that's the people's name, um, how they uh, they were able to basically use a time of the year that the Riuli revered. Um, and it, it's during the month of Vetna. Um, they used this time and they revered it as they, they worshipped some prior belief that some there's kind of an underlying text that this belief extended prior to the Paraxum. They use that time to storm the ca- the castle city itself and take it over. Basically using their religious rights as a cover for them to attack. Um, ever since then the a lot of the their history the Riuli was kind of put to the shadow as uh it almost kind of has the feeling of being a little sus itself um nothing necessarily stands out to you um with this and no ruler was listed for the... Really? Yeah. Uh, from this, not necessarily. 
as this seems almost more of a history of Havnok and how it was formed, um, it doesn't give very much detail on the Ruli as you were hoping it would. As he brings out the the next document, he says, I I think you all might find this interesting. Uh, I had to scour the our archive cellar for a good little bit. This one seems to be um, talking about something that had to do with um, the city around Praxum. It, it looks to be fairly damaged, but maybe there's something that you can glean from it. Would you possibly be willing to stay with us to help us understand it? I'm personally new onto this, so this is a bit hard for me to understand. Yeah, sure. I can I can definitely aid um, in the best of my ability. Um, with that, him staying here for this document, I'd like you both to roll your history checks slash investigation checks with advantage. May I do my second roll? Because it technically was for that. It was a 17, but plus the... Um, it was... So it would be a 19. 19? Yeah. Mm. I rolled a 5, I used that, and then I rolled it again for the same thing, but with the bandage of rare of bandage. It would be a 19. But that's not necessarily fair for you to just roll and save a roll for when you want to use it, so I'd say re-roll again. Okay. I got a higher number, and then seven, eight, and eleven. That's not with advantage. Ready? It's an eleven. It's eleven still. Roll the same thing. Okay. Now I rolled lower. <laughs> I got a thirteen. We're getting better. Yes, you are. This one seems to be a little bit more um, suspenseful. As you read this, it details. Uh, a story um, heading back to Praxum about the belief that the the people of um, of the Riuli revered um, demons, in a sense. They were on that side of the paroxysm, that belief held in um, post uh, all that during the early years um, of the reformation of the world after the gods had left, also known as a shifting, um, they held the beliefs in in demons. Um, Though it was not long after that, maybe 50 years when the city itself was taken by the Havnok. Um, and repossessed, in a sense. With what you gather, there also seems to have been, during that time, 
things that were used to mutilate the darkness. It, it's very, very vague in what it's saying, but it almost sounds like the have-not, the people themselves, almost had used something to cleanse the city and then use that as their foundation. That's that's about as much as you can get from reading this as it is almost in a poetic um, epithet story. With that, he kind of gives you a... This is mostly what I've been able to find. I, I can keep researching. Um, but I think this is about as much as we can get. Thank you for, for your help. I think this helps us some. We would appreciate if you uh, continue to hunt, as you put it. Um, yes. The hunt is ever-present. Yeah. Whether we see it or not, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I hope you have safe travels at whatever you are hunting. Uh, maybe in uh, other terms that may make sense is whatever goal you are in search of, you will find. For no matter what, it is our our nature to hunt. Is there anything else that you two would like to do with your time here? You've been able to spend about travel here and travel back. It's getting to about afternoon time. Um, I would whisper over to Ren, like, I think our enemy is from ancient time. Though, I keep wanting to say Ravali, right? Ravali? The Ryuli? Ryuli. I'm like, Ravali is the other thing. <laughs> you remember Ryuli? the name that you were given was Mo'anyan, as whatever that shadowed demon clan said last night as what it serves. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's a connection for Ryuli. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like Havnok maybe like stilled the demon down there and it's just been ruminating ever since. That's kind of what I'm getting. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, I think there's a connection. There's definitely more we can learn because that was some thick reading. Um, let's go ahead and meet up with Aliyah back at the library. Does that sound like a good plan? Yeah, is the library on our way back home, maybe? Um, it is located in the Jade Towers district, which is kind of on the other side of the city. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe maybe she found the same stuff and maybe we can, or pieces that we can get back together tonight. Um, yes. And if we need to, we can check out the library again. Yeah. So, overall, 
ancient religion believing in demons in ancient times. Connecting back even to... I always forget the name. Can we write it down? What's the name again? I read up a name. The Praxum. Praxum. I will not recognize my handwriting later. Cool. The Praxum. So... Okay. Um, with that, we will switch over to Alaya and Baron. So I, I do have to drop in a couple minutes, so we might just do my oh, what happens perfect. with Moss next session. Um, I guess if you'd like to, maybe we could have Joy there with you as well. So. Yeah, that. that would work best then. Yeah. Perfect. We can do that. Is there okay, a chance got, that... Gotta uh, drop. Bye. Oh, you're dropping right now? Yeah, I gotta drop. Bye. Dang. Okay. Never mind then. What was that, Baron? Uh, I was just gonna oh. see if there was a chance that... Um, Moss, like, where Moss and Pinky are going, if it's on the way towards the library or anything, but since he's gone... Well, you kind of follow along the same path a little bit, but then once you get to kind of the bread district, that's where you kind of separate. Um, as you guys will travel kind of through the castle wharf and up to the Jade Towers, and then you'll head back, they'll head back through the bread district, the bread wall, to get to the um, this Midas Quarry. Well, you guys are up. After we uh, after we split away from Moss and Pinky, I won't be surprised if uh, they don't come back. I think they will. I hope they will. I think you're just pessimistic about it. I'd say I'm cautious. Potato, potato. By the way, why were you staring at me? Um, during that uh, conversation. I wasn't staring, I just gave you a look is all. Alright, for what? You're smart, Alaya. Yeah, thank you. But... Book smarts and street smarts aren't always the same thing. And You're right. We tend to do things differently. And that's okay. But don't confuse the way that I do things with me not caring. I never implied... I, I, like, I, I didn't mean to imply you didn't care. It was more of just... I guess I've known you for what? A couple of months? Like a month or two now? And I've never seen you so ready to give up before. I'm not giving up. Or I get, maybe not giving up, but just ready to pass the baton. Never, I've never seen you try to pass over a challenge before. And that was it. 
know, when you went to visit your sister that, that one night, the, like the first night we were in training, you seemed like you would have moved heaven and earth to get there. You would have let nobody or anything get in your way. And you would have done it by yourself had you if you had to. Whether there had been consequences or not. And so I just not the baron that I had come to expect. If that makes any sense. Look, I I wanna save these kids. I'm not gonna let them just disappear forever. Now, whether they're alive, that's a different story. If they're dead, I'll bring their bodies back. I, w I will find them. But at the same time, if we go in there, like, I want to make sure that we're coming back out so we can help more kids elsewhere. I guess that's fair. We're going in there unprepared, and we just waste our lives, and that's it. No, that's that's fair. Maybe I just misinterpreted kind of what you were getting at, but I don't know. It's just kind of, I guess, the way that I interpreted it was you're just like. I don't take it the wrong way or anything. It, 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 to me, just in the moment, it, it seemed like you were more scared of trying to do it on our own. If that makes sense, like you, you like the way that I look at it is, or the way that I, I guess, interpreted it was, you wanted basically somebody to come hold our hands. And, That's where you're mistaken. And I'm, I'm glad we could clarify it. So, I just... I... I don't want to be known as, as one of the vigils that has to rely on others to complete... or other groups, I guess, to complete their missions. I... You know, my mom and dad are both visuals, and I remember growing up and just the stories my, my mom and dad would share of their adventures. And I want to have those experiences where I guess I could overcome something hard, challenging. You, you've probably noticed that I, I freeze up in every single fight. I don't, I don't know why or really what it is. But I want to be able to... I guess just overcome my weakness. And I want to be able to have those kind of stories to share to my kids one day. Can't share them if you're if the, we're dead. So. You're right. 
I haven't been relying on others since I was 16. And I don't I don't really tend to now. Well then, hopefully we can uh, create a lot of amazing stories. So your dad died, huh? Um, yeah, he, he did. Were you there when it happened? I was, yes. What killed him? A monster I'd never seen before or have ever read about, even to this day. I don't know what it was. Sucks. Definitely a struggle, yeah. Looks like we're here. Awesome. Well, let's go see what we can figure out. Do you guys make it to the kind of center courthouse? Not courthouse. The center courtyard area prior to the arched... Um, library you you can tell that the architecture here is very archy you could say as this structure before you um is almost kind of like an open area and be entered in though there seems to be many guards posted around the architecture on this side of the city even does feel kind of different than the architecture over where the Vigil's outpost is. Um, having more of that refined look of arches and steeples, um, spires, um, a little bit more plentiful, a little bit more far-reaching than the more fundamental, the more... Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? The more functionality over look that the Viventi Plaza and Red Tower District has. Um, it seems that whoever controls this area probably has a good amount of wealth. As you enter into the library, it's a kind of a scrawling area filled with books and uh, attendants um, going to and fro. Um, Nothing really standing out of the ordinary other than just the the size of this this area. It's it's quite a large building um, with massive arches that span from one end of the the building to the other. And thinking about the process to put that up um, is daunting, even for magical means. Uh, as you kind of enter in, there seems to be um, almost, in a sense, kind of a a shoe-in for every side to kind of enter in. You don't really see very many manuals and manuscripts on this main level that's kind of just open to the public. Um, it's kind of more desks and areas to research, as well as more... Um, 
art pieces and cultural um, paraphernalia uh, that all kind of funnels you into the the center of the building where you find yourself at almost a front desk in a sense or a middle desk since it's in the middle of the building um, there there's a couple of different um, helpers uh, I can't remember the word I used they're all kind of helping people and there's a line leading to it as you get in line it, it takes about 15 minutes to get to the front and eventually you were greeted by um having uh, an older um what, what am i thinking of an older woman whose race is kind of interesting it almost looks like they don't necessarily this lady, whoever she is, doesn't look really like she has a nose. Her ears are very sharp, even sharper than that of an elf. And her skin is almost a yellow color with pocketed um, black spots that kind of lead up the the side of her neck and onto her temple. She wears simple robes um, and have a headband that keeps her hair um, pulled back um, and out of her, her face. Um as you approach, it says, uh, may I help you? Um, hi, we, um, we are looking for some of your older texts. Do you guys have any books or anything that, that like, are pro, from, like, pre Havnock? Um, yeah, the, we, we can check what we have. Some of these things aren't necessarily open to the public, though. Uh, I, I do warn you, um, there may be a fee um, to look at some items that we have in our collection, um, just so that way we can continue using and funding our, our endeavors to record history. Um, is that okay? Um, I Yeah, I think that's okay. Um, so... We are we're 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 we're, 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 we're visuals, um, investigating. I don't know if you've heard much from the uh, Redwall District or anything like that. Um, with the sicknesses and the illnesses going on over there, we are investigating kind of uh, that aspect and so we're trying to find out as much as we can about the uh Riuli time hmm. so do you, do you know if you have any books on the Riuli or anything from i guess that era of uh we might yeah let's let's see um chase Yes. Is this library one where, like, she would have to go get the books for us and then we'd read it from there? Or is this one where it's kind of open and they have it divided into, like, sections and we could, like, go to a specific section? As you kind of look around, you don't really see very many books just in this main area. She explains that um, just underneath this building, they've actually excavated into the old ruins and they use that as their storage for their books um and so um it's not necessarily uncommon for people to go down there 
um, and to to look for their own books and stuff like that. Though, um, from the sounds, it to to access that um, is a fine. How much is the fine? Um, she says that it's fifteen per person. Fifteen gold. Um, Though you are vigils, um, we might be able to give you a discount. Um, would ten gold pieces suffice per person? Um, yeah, I can. I can do that. Alaya, don't worry about me. You check that area and perhaps you can get me some books that aren't in that section that I could read. Um, look, my my sister lives in the, the Breadwall District and I'm really concerned. Um, if you promise not to tell anyone, um, I'll let you both in for... And she kind of looks around. I'll let you both in for just the price of one. But please, I ask you if, you, if you truly are vigils, help us. We definitely intend to, so... Thank you. Um, all right. So, thank you. Hang, fifteen um, gold pieces, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Thank you for paying the the fine. I I really appreciate it. Um, uh, thank you, both of you, for paying uh, it. We appreciate your hospitality and patronage. Uh, she kind of almost kindly heard, kind of hurriedly kind of shoes you to to keep moving. As we're walking. As we're walking down, um, I want to tell Elia and just kind of, as we're walking, just say, I'm going to be straight with you, Elia. I don't care for the vigils. I'm doing this for some people that I care about, but I do care about those kids down there. And I will find them and bring them back. As long as you have a purpose... And I guess if our purpose is aligned, I appreciate Besides, I think the bitches will grow on you. As you guys continue heading down, you finally make it into this deeper section. This one seems to still be of the same architectural style as the one previous. Um, though you do see stairs leading down deeper. If you would like to start here, you can, or if you can continue, if you want to continue on, you can do that. Did she tell us where the reeling section or where we'd find those? Um, she didn't. No? Okay. Can I tell you what I'm looking for? Because I feel like I might be looking for different things than what Eli might be looking for. Perfect. Let me know what you're looking for, Baron. Okay. Um, there's a couple things. Um, so we might be here in the library for a while, depending on how long we want to stay but um obviously i'm assuming that we're both probably looking for mononyan and vodenfell 
But I feel like specifically with those, I think Baron's looking at deities, per se, or like like names rather than like trying to find Mononyan. Like he's not like looking for that name. He's more looking f- under like gods and under like evil deities or evil things like that to see if maybe from that connection it will lead to Mononyan. Um, yeah. And then for Vodenfell, he's actually looking for, like, events. Okay. Sounds um, good. And then the final thing that he'll look for is um, ways to fight fiends. Perfect. Um, Aliyah is looking also, I guess, yeah, for the, I can't, the Mononyon and the Mononyon. It's like a between the mo onion it's like my onions yeah. more mo- onions yeah more onions but mo onions mo, mo onion. onion mo onion um and 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 Vodenfell. um i think she sees that um baron is is searching and he's doing actually like she's actually impressed with like the way that he's searching and how he's searching, how he's doing his research, and so Elias actually going to try and do some research, thing that attacked her father. Oh, interesting. Okay, sounds good. I would like you guys to do either kind of a history investigation check, whichever one's seems to be your preference. Will they be different DCs depending on which one we pick? Um, is this more just whichever is better for us? It, it can be whichever is better for you, as well as the information that you find can Holy. be a little bit more... Like, if it's more history-based, it might be a little bit more of a kind of a historical text. Whereas if it's investigation, you might... So, like, for mine, you, I should probably roll investigation. Mm. Yeah. If you're looking for, like, accounts of whatever that is... That'd be yeah. Yeah. Rather than combing um, records, mine is the same. I got, um, I got a four. Uh, a four. Four. Oh man. Um, I got a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. So we'll start with Baron. Baron, as you start researching, um, you grew up in this, and this is something that you can almost tell Alaya as you're watching him. He he doesn't seem like he is unfamiliar with the research process, nor is he not a learned man. He, he seems like he is quite comfortable around books and about research. Though, Baron, it's been a long time. Um, usually when you find a book, you don't necessarily spend all that much time reading it. You spend it mostly just giving it to your sister. Um, and with that... As you start researching, you find basically a little bit of similar information that was gleaned from Opal and Ren, um, just on kind of some Riuli traditions, um, talking about that. Um, Though it's interesting, I will give you this um, with what you researched. Um, specifically your topics and stuff like that. Um, 
under like deities and gods and stuff like that, the name um, Ma'anyan, um, you don't feel like you're doing as quick, like you're more mostly just skimming here. Um, and eventually you kind of fall upon uh, almost like a depiction of what the city looked like uh, the night the Havnock took over. Interesting. Okay. And you can almost see, like, it's almost a stylized, stylized um, artist's rendition of what they saw that night. And you would notice almost among the um, the crowds of people as the Havnock um, it's, it's it's interesting how they use they almost use like the negative white space for the have knock and the dark for the Ryuli. Um and it almost looks like the you can tell it like there's some like a figure or two in there of white that almost looks like they're um, curled over curling up as, like, out of their mouth is standing above them like a shadow ready to pounce. Oh, interesting. And that's in this, depi- like, that's in this art depiction. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's not necessarily a lot of subtext underneath what it is. That just is the only thing that really collapses you. you like, huh, there's something there. Okay. Um, alive. Yes. With a, a 21 as you're researching, in some ways, it's kind of terrifying to you as, as you continue looking through record and record of unknown entities. Yavna is not a safe place. It never has been from what your research tells you it's believed that Yavna um, while not necessarily the seat of the usurpers or the gods who chose to use mankind for their own benefit or at least believed to they're Especially on this continent, it's it's believed that the usurpers um, made their final stand here. It talks about to you how originally was known as the bed of pearls nowadays used to be a continent not too unfamiliar like Yavna. The Bed of Pearls being a land on the other side of the world which has been decimated and turned into a vast array of archipelagos and islands. Um, each one of them different. Magic there works differently than it works here. And no one knows for sure if they've really ever gone from one side or another there's no true 
dipping lane that direction. That world, that side of the world was destroyed during the, the conflict of the Paraxum. Whatever your... And during that, the conflict, it's believed that many of the abominations that prowl uh, this world, and especially Yavna, were created. They were created by a side that was losing, that was desperate. By dark magics that probably shouldn't have been found. <clears throat> Though you ne don't necessarily glean any further knowledge on what that thing was that night. You gain a little bit better understanding of the belief of where monsters originated. Okay. A lot of them, from what you can tell, originated out of desperation. After research, I'll come ask Goliath, did you find anything? I feel like Elia is like so caught up in like what she's reading, you just like scared her. She's like, oh, um, uh, and she'll close the book and no, um, nothing really of importance. You? Um, I found an old artist depicting, but honestly, I wish I had my family's bestiary in their library. I have a feeling that what we're what we were searching for might be in there. But... Um, can I actually... maybe? Oh, go ahead, Elias. Sorry. Maybe we can. I I didn't have any with Morgan and uh, I keep care of the. I want to say Valhalla, but it's not. Oh, it's the other word. The Votenfall. Yeah, Votenfall. Maybe, maybe we can try and research those creatures that attacked us, and trace those creatures kind of back to the type of entities that they may serve, who they serve, um, and kind of go from there. Okay. You're able to find someone. Um, excuse me. Um, and I'll hold, yeah. up, I'll hold up the book. Who is the artist of this depiction? The old man that you found kind of gets out his spectacles all shaky like, uh, let's, let's see that here. And he, he hand it over and he looks like it. And he's only like an inch away from it. It's like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yes, yes, very, very nice. Yes, um, I think, I think this, this is a depiction from uh, one of the, uh, the great sages of the Tsgani, if I can tell myself. Uh, it, it looks like something that, uh, in their style of, of recording, though they do not record many, um, paper texts. This, uh, 
This is a rare find indeed. Uh, um, I'm not necessarily familiar with this record myself, but uh, from the style of it, I, I can tell you that much, though. I don't necessarily know the author per se. Sages of the Sky, I've never heard of that. Not Sky, no. Let me let me pronounce that a little bit better. It's the... Um, it gets really close to you, like uncomfortably close. Oh. It gets... Uh, it, it's the Tsagani. Oh, Tsagani. Yeah, have, have you by chance heard of them? I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, lore, yes. They're lore keepers, right? Uh, yes. As, as you know, they sometimes are at the forefront of gathering information, and they themselves probably have, in some ways, better records than we do. Um, are there any Sigani in town? Well, that's a good question. I, I have not seen any, though it is a big city. Uh, that might not be a bad place to look um, for more information on this this picture. Would you? Um, were you to find any, I, I would definitely hope that they would visit our our library and um, share some of their wisdom. Well, thank you. Um, I would say though that they're, they're usually around. They are nomadic, but they travel enough that you usually, if you you look hard enough, you can find them. Thanks. And I'll uh, I'll turn away and um, Aliyah. Mm, yes. Did you see? Did you find anything on those shadow demon things? Um, I think I did. I rolled a twenty-two. Um, with a 22, as you read up on this, um, and as you follow back, kind of looking at, like, accounts of shadow demons and things like that, you come across um, actually quite detailed um, account, though more in a story form, of um, some type of entity. some Not entity, I shouldn't say, but some hero that had visited the the um the city not too long after the Havnock had captured it um and had banished some sort of creature um believed to have banished it back to the the abyss where demons reside um and the from what you can tell the the name of it is Oanyan, um which looks almost as a connection there of whatever that was and the hero is only known as the hero of lilies from what you can tell um not much is like detailed about that um though you get an interesting tidbit that from that point on that's when the gargoyles of the city started to propagate as it was believed to be good luck to put um into stone 
the visage of this Oanyan, as that will deter any any creature of the night to come and to bother you um, if you have it the visage of its leader um, by your way it's almost as a sign of protection what, what was it gargoyles yeah i don't know if you remember me describing the three-horned gargoyles as you mm -hmm. as first were walking around the city um, it seems like th that's where they originated from. So the three-horned gargoyles are protectors? Um, and they are believed to be of the same look as O'Anyan. Oh! Okay. With that, you gain what looks to be a little bit of information. Maybe O'Anyan might have been some sort of leader um, that held power in this city during the Ryuli. Though maybe not like a complete demon lord, probably powerful in its own right. Okay. Definitely back then. Um. Though it does seem to make it pretty clear that um, whatever it was was slain by this this hero. The hero of Lilies, right? Yeah. Um, it uh, I, I I found it's it's more of a a story per se more than anything else about a, a, a more kind of like a demon lord Oanyan, um, who kind of I guess has the resemblance of those three horned gargoyles in the entryway. And it was slain by the hero of lilies. Um, I think we're looking in the wrong places. Uh, I think that we'll find things in the church and the library, but we should be going to the people that have been around. I, I don't know why I didn't think about it before, but the Tsigani... You've heard of them. I'm, well, maybe you haven't. I don't know. You're from the lighthouse. Do, do they talk about Tsigani there? Do they chase? Um, I think you've probably heard of the name, but you personally, uh, I don't know if you know. Um, I, I think I may have heard the name, yeah, um, but I don't know much about them. Tsigani, they're... They're a group of of storytellers that travel around and record their record knowledge through through song. And it's said that they've been here since the beginning, that they their records go back as far as the Paraxum, even farther potentially. Uh, I I haven't had much dealings with them, but I think that that's where we should look. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. We should probably catch up with everyone. Let's, let's go then. Um, and as we're going, Chase, I'd like to do two things. Perfect. I'd, I like to kind of put the book under the table and just rip that picture out of the book. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing is, as we're going, I'm just going to grab a random book off the shelf and shove it in my bag. Okay. Um, I, I need to have, like, a random roll for a book. Here, I'm going to leave it up to an AI generator. Yeah. Did you do that in, like, Elias' presence? I don't think Baron cares. Alright. I guess I'll make a perception check. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you don't. He wasn't really... If you... He he wasn't necessarily hiding it from you. He's more hiding it in just, like, casually trying to do it and just make sure no one else sees. Okay. She's good. I guess she'll see you do that then. She... Should I make a stealth check? I want to try and steal the book that Aliyah was reading about the monsters. Yeah, I would like for both of you as you're kind of doing some shady things. To both well, kind like, of wait, we can steal them. these? Like what? <laughs> I didn't know that was allowed. Do a, do a sleight of hand. Tonight's a good night. David's rolling out here. Uh, David, do you want to go first? Not 20, baby! Ah. I got 19 plus 6, so 25. Oh. Yeah. It's like Mission Impossible style. Like you just, and like you just keep walking in as you grab a book and you replace the one right in that same spot that you would uh, grab the book that you'd rip the page out of. Um, Eli, you like literally just like wave your hand over and it's it's like just gone, nicked out. Of mm. um, as you guys leave, um, Eli, with your book, kind of talking about that history um, of kind of the Paraxum, and you, Baron, you look down at the book that you nabbed for your sister, and you see that the title of it. Um, it's kind of like this calligraphy style. Um, it's called the Forgotten Key, as you see what looks to be kind of the symbol of a key in the middle. Um, as you kind of turn it over to the, the author's synopsis, it says, The Forgotten Key is a captivating fantasy novel that takes readers on an extra... That. He literally would have just grabbed it and shoved it in. But ChatGPT worked so hard on the description. <laughs> Just a preview to what the sister reads. Yeah. Uh, eventually, when your sister gets this book, probably, she'll see. I'm just joking. I don't, I'm not going to read it. Um, I'm assuming you guys return to the lighthouse. We'll say it's about a little bit, like maybe an hour and a half after Ren and Opal, you've returned. Um, at this point, I'm going to say that um, Pinky and um, Moss I, have not. Yeah, I wouldn't even say anything. Yeah. So we need to head to Dutsigani. We need to find them. There's someone in the city. Please say that name again. I don't remember. Tsigani? Yeah. Um, you've 
most of you that have lived in the world, you've heard of these tellers of story that travel through town and town. Maybe even you, Ren, you've seen one of them before. The, the name rings a bell of kind of these traveling, almost gypsy-esque people who gather stories. Yeah. Why do we need to... F Am I there? I'm there? Yeah, we this is everyone back. Why do we need to find them? Like, what did you, what did y'all learn? Like, they what's going on? They have the oldest records available. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but, um, let's do that. But what else did you learn? Like, Red and I, um, we probably learned the same thing, but, um, we learned that the enemy that we're facing may go back to the paired... Sorry, one more time. Paired the birthday. The Paraxim? Paraxim. I wrote it, and then I read as I was writing it. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to read this. Paraxim time period. Did um, did you I, all counter that as well? Yeah, I actually kind of learned a little bit about the Paraxim. Um, okay. And Tracy, I, it, it could be I misinterpreted this 100%. So if, you, if, I, if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but from kind of what I understood that the Paraxim was, was a... A conflict between um, two peoples, uh -huh. and they 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 created monsters and um, creatures basically out of desperation to try and win a war. The, the, I guess the losing side. From what you can understand is it wasn't necessarily just people. It was during the time that the gods ro roamed the earth, and it was these two different groups of gods fighting with their people that followed their religion, their beliefs, but whoever followed them also in this conflict. Um, Ren, this conflict that you hear of uh, it sounds vaguely familiar but it almost like for you it, it was less of like there was a good side and a bad side as, as like you're kind of thinking about what you've been told and more of like there was more of like a, a civil dispute mm -hmm. um I also I also read another book that um, talked about a, a more of a kind of like a demon lord esque person. It was more of a story than anything else, but um, his, his name was Oanian, and um, he I, I guess was represented or. The imagery of those three-horned gargoyles as we entered—that was kind of what he—he he was supposed to look like, or to some extent like that—and was vanquished by um, someone called the Hero of Lilies. So maybe when we find the the guy, we can ask him about this Hero of Lilies. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I'm gonna... That's a good lead. Let's talk to those people that we're gonna go talk to to get there. We should probably wait for uh, Moss and Pinky. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should do that. Um, uh, I'm gonna go to that area. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alaya is going to follow you. Yeah, you'll probably also notice Opal kind of change color and be pale. But yeah, you were being real weird. Um, something else that you picked up from your book, Alaya. Okay. As you were reading it, which book? You are skimming it. Something just kind of clicks for a second there. Is it? It kind of names some of the deities that were on the sides of light and dark. Okay, give me one stick. Is this is this from the book of the story or the book of the monster? Yeah, this is the book kind of talking more about the conflict itself. I okay. also have a question real quick. Opal, did your countenance only change when he was mentioning the the hero of Lilies and like that story? It would have changed earlier before then. Earlier before, okay. As you guys, as you're kind of like looking down at your book, Elia, something kind of connects as you, you're remembering and Ren is standing right next to you. Um, some of the lists of the, the gods on the good side are the ones that kind of known uh, far and wide through a lot of places. And even you, Baron, and... Um, you, Opal, you know most of these gods like Miliosava even in Batya. Um, Yalfav, the, the god of the moon who Adelaide worships, as well as people like Joaquin, um, the god of trade. Joaquin! And um, uh, others. Um, on the other side of the conflict uh, is known uh, kind of to be headed by uh, one particular god who was the the wife of Yalfav, the god of the moon. Um, her name is Vena. Though it used to not be. And there's many gods that followed her, believed on her. Duruth, the one that you've already encountered, was believed to be on that side. The god of or the god of lords depending on how you look at it and the one that also stands out to you is Yoko the god of the storm and as you look over and you see that plainly on Ren's neck is symbolism of Yoko the god of the storm he's an evil one right is that what you're saying that's what the book depicts. Okay. And what was Garuth known for as well? He was the he god was... of tyranny. In the conflict, there was the protectors and the usurpers. Okay. And with that, as you kind of connect that dot, 
we're going to end our session tonight. Oh! Wow, that was a lot of lore for this episode. That was so much lore. <laughs> if if you could, Chase, I, if you're if you have a chance, I don't know how much I missed in my notes. If you can send me like a revised version of of what, what I learned, that would be freaking awesome. You know, that, that's the beautiful thing about our podcast is we can. Oh, I guess that's true. I can re-listen to it. You're right. I would say that's the best option. Um, you were able to. You guys got a lot of lore tonight. That's what happens. That's when you so much lore. It's a lot. My mind is reeling. I can't wait for next session to just Bro! ask what that was about. Well, and Opal's walking away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So what did what did Opal get like offended by? She didn't get offended. Not... Well, but like off put. Were we? I couldn't remember where we were. Were we at the outpost? You were at the outpost. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I'm like, what is that area called again? The the vigil outpost area. You were going to go back um, to bed. We were talking about the. Aliyah was talking about the. The paraxum. The paraxum, and then Opal got like pale and weird. Okay. Can't wait to dive into that next session. There's gonna be so. Aliyah has so many questions for Opal. And well, I was surprised no one mentioned y'all. It was the first time y'all saw Opal be wingy, whatever. That's true. No one said anything. I'm like, the, uh, this, yeah, no, there's it, a lot. It's coming. It's coming. It, it's coming. It's coming. It's there's coming. a lot has happened just like real quick. It kind of got lost. Like, I. That's why I was like, is there anything you guys want to do? Tonight, before you go to bed. Okay, I think we all know that oh, next we're time it's... standing there. Secrets! It's okay, it's coming next time. You be ready for next session, Faith. It's coming. You are going to be in the hot seat for sure. Well, well Ren, Ren kind of like alluded, he's like, some of us have been blessed, and I like... That's true. He did mention we I'm saw her. I'm not gonna cry. Like, it's there. Everyone knows. But, I mean, other than that, like... You're going to be questioned too, Rem. What? Why? You have I, I didn't do anything, bro. Yoko. Dun, dun, what about dun. him? He's cool. Well, with that, dungeon. 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 Dungeon.